the Bible Study Podcast, episode 104. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues to look at the book of Luke and continues on with Luke chapter 1. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Remember last week on the show, we dealt with the angel Gabriel who came to two different mothers, to Elizabeth and to Mary, to foretell the birth of two different children, John the Baptist and Jesus. And so we continue on in Luke chapter 1, verse 39, Mary visits Elizabeth. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zacharias' home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished." Now, Mary, who was a young woman, probably as young as 14, 16 years old, she becomes pregnant with Jesus, as Gabriel had announced to her, and she goes off to visit Elizabeth. And one possibility is that she went to Elizabeth just so that while she was starting to show she could be out away from the gossips because tongues might indeed wag as people brought out their calendars and tried to figure out just exactly when Mary had become pregnant. And as she comes into Elizabeth's home, we get this unexpected scene here where she's expecting a greeting, but not like this. And so it's Elizabeth who first recognizes Jesus before he is even born and is filled with the Holy Spirit to bring this blessing to Mary. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. And so Mary responds, and Mary responds with this very poetic section of the Bible called Mary's Song, or often called the Magnificat, and which just means magnify, because Mary says, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things to me. Holy is His name. His mercy extends to those who fear Him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with His arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped His servant Israel remembering to be merciful to Abraham and to his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. Mary gets this little glimpse at this moment. She's got rough days ahead, but she gets this little glimpse of the future and that people will understand the part that she played. They will call her blessed because although she is just a young woman of no accomplishment, of no position, who is born in a small country that most people at the time might not even have been able to find on a map. God has blessed her and chosen her for a very important mission. And she's humbled by this. And she also is filled with the Holy Spirit as she says this. She sees the mercy of God. She sees the mighty deeds that he has done. She sees how he lifts up the humble like her, that this child won't be born in a palace, 
she sees his graciousness that he feeds the hungry and sends away the rich. And she sees that through this child, the prophets who foretold that God had not abandoned Israel will be shown to be correct. And it goes on to say, Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then returned home. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. Now remember, at this point, I'm going to pause here in this story and say that John's father, Zechariah, has been struck dumb for the last nine months because when Gabriel came to him and said, you're going to have a son and you're going to call him John, he said, how can this be since I'm old and my wife is old? And Gabriel said, so you know it's true, you're not going to be talking for a little while. And so for nine months, he hasn't been able to say something. And so the account goes on in verse 59. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah. But his mother spoke up and said, No, he is to be called John. They said to her, There is no one among your relatives who has that name. Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, His name is John. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue was loosed, and he began to speak, praising God. The neighbors were all filled with awe, and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about all these things. Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, What then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. His father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and has redeemed his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. The oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the path of peace." And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the desert until he appeared publicly to Israel. It seems that Zechariah, who has not spoken for nine months, has saved up a lot that he had to say. He is filled with praise for God. Remember, this is a man who thought he was never going to have a child and is instead given a child and given a special child, a child who was called to be a prophet in the manner of Elijah to come before the Messiah. Now, I'm not sure from these verses that Zechariah knows exactly what the Messiah is going to bring, because there are multiple prophecies about the Messiah in the Old Testament, prophecies of a conquering king, and also prophecies of a suffering servant. And Jesus has fulfilled half and will fulfill the other half. And Zechariah seems to be looking for, as most of his people would be, that conquering king, the one who will rescue them from their enemies. 
that horn of salvation for us, as he thinks of salvation, he may not be thinking of salvation as we use the word now, or he may be. It's not clear from this text, because it's clear that he understands that John's role will be to bring word of repentance, will be to bring forgiveness from sins. Salvation is just to be brought out from something, to be brought out of bondage. And that can be political or it can be spiritual. And it might be he's looking for both. But he certainly understands the importance of this day. He certainly understands that something big has happened. That the oath sworn to Abraham is being fulfilled. That the promises to David and David's house are being fulfilled. And that this child will be the start of that. Not that this child is the Messiah, but that this child is the start of the coming of the Messiah. And so we get Zechariah's song, talking about the tender mercy of God that shines on those living in darkness in the shadow of death, and that guides our feet into the path of peace. So maybe Zechariah did get it. Maybe he did understand what was happening, and did understand what the Messiah would bring. Someday we can ask him, but until then, we're going to bring this episode of the Bible Study Podcast to a close. If you have any questions, feel free to comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com or send me an email at host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. There's no better way to start your day than spending time in God's Word and in prayer. Don't know where to start? We have a free daily prayer podcast created to help you do just that. The Your Daily Prayer podcast delivers a thoughtful, devotional, and timely prayer to you seven days a week. Gain inspiration, faith, and encouragement with daily messages in 10 minutes or less. To start listening now, search Your Daily Prayer on your favorite podcast app or visit lifeaudio.com.